right, welcome guys back to the podcast. This week we are talking with Zamir and we are looking at his journey to being a production assistant at Nickelodeon, which is so cool. I geeked out about this so much when I first saw this as a big kid of Nickelodeon. Like I wasn't really a Disney kid. I was a Nickelodeon kid. (laughs) So I'm super excited to have you on the show and to hear about um, how you got to where you are and what it's been like for you um, kind of getting into it. So thanks so much for so much for joining us today. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. So yeah, my name is Amir. Uh, I went to the University of California, Irvine, so I went to public school. I was born in East LA and I was raised in South Central Los Angeles. So I was in SoCal native, raised, uh, born and raised there. So, you know, where I was born and the school that I went to are very different than the type of career I'm leading now. Uh, but yeah, it's been a weird ride. It's been fun. It's hectic a lot of the times. Um, but yeah, no, it's been fun. It's been fun. That's awesome. And I don't think anybody like gets to enjoy the ride. Like it's not a hundred percent glory when you're working for something that you're passionate about and that means a lot to you. It's not generally easy all the time at all. Um, it, it, oh, but the energy you get from it does help push you through it. Absolutely. But it's also crazy, too, because something I like to tell people is that you don't know where you're going half the time. You just don't. Right. Um, when I started my career, my academic career at UCI, so when I was in high, I, all of this really, honestly, goes back to, like, middle school, if we want to talk about, like, what I thought I wanted. Bring it on back. <laughs> because, you know, when you're a kid and as you grow up, you think you want to do several things. When I was in elementary school, I thought I wanted to be, like, a businessman. You know, I don't know what that means. And you get to middle school and you're like, oh, maybe I should have a more like concrete idea of what I should want to do. But you still don't know what that means. And everybody tells you, oh, you can put it off till later, you know. And so middle school is sort of a wash. You know, you kind of just do a little bit of everything and hope something you like. And then I get to, but I knew that, you know, academics was something you just can't give up on. And that's something I would tell everybody, even if you don't know what you want to do, like, try in school to do the academics right um just because it's an effort and you know if hopefully if you have like teachers who pay attention and academic counselors who pay attention that's sort of where like the luck comes in if you have people who care about you academically they'll want to see you succeed professionally because being able to put in the work academically shows that you can persevere you know because it's just another game. I don't think people realize that. We're getting a grade. It's just a part of a game you have to play. And that's something that I understood very early on where it's, it doesn't really matter if you're smart. What matters is if you can get a grade, like the grade they want. And there's a specific ways to get the grade that they want to see. And that's what you should be aiming for. If you have like no idea what you want to do, at least get your academics down. Because, I mean, honestly, it helps too. Because for me, once I got to high school and I wanted to apply to college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to do computer science because I had the head for technology and I understood the complexities. But I knew that so long as I had good grades, anybody would take me and hopefully they would give me enough money to go to school. To go to school. And that's kind of what happened. You know, I ended up going to UCI because they gave me the most money because I was, I was top of my class. I did all the I did all the scholarship things and all the things they asked you to do, and I really recommend it. Like, look into it. 
it really doesn't hurt to apply and you can I filled out a couple applications uh, while I was while I was playing video games and while I was hanging out with friends and doing a bunch of other stuff. So it's, you know, they, I think my problem sometimes is that with institutions that they make everything seem daunting and that makes it seem inaccessible, you know. Yeah. But once that's a mental block, you know, and a lot of what where I am now is overcoming that mental block of, well, I don't know if I can do it. No, like. You have enough people telling you you can't do it. Like you have to be your own first self-advocate. That's the biggest point. You have to be the first one to say, I'm going to do it. Because if you're not, then, I mean, if you can't believe in yourself, you know, it's, it's a lot more difficult for other people to rally behind you. And so when I got to college, I stuck with computer science for a year and I kind of doubled down on it. That's always been my MO with things. You kind of just, I kind of just double down with things and hope it pans out. And if it doesn't pan out, you bite the bullet and you back out. You know, that's, that's what change is not failure. It's just change, you know, whether it means you, you know, if you drop out of college because of X or Y reason, don't let that be a thing that makes you give up on everything else. You know, if you change your major because you're not doing well academically, don't let that stop you. If, you lose a scholarship because, you know, you didn't get the grades you needed. Don't let that stop you. There's going to be so many reasons for you to stop. There's not going to be enough reasons for you to keep going. But the only reason you should keep going is because you told yourself you would. And that's how you start believing in yourself. You to commit to your decisions you're making. And if they change, commit to those changes as well. And so once I got to UCI, I focused uh, my first year was also a watch because I completely doubled down on computer science which made me realize I didn't like it so it's a it's a double-edged sword you know I in a sense I did waste my time with that first year um, because all the classes were computer science focused based so when I had to, so when I finally made the switch over to my different majors of ed- education in English um, there wasn't a lot of transfer so I basically had to start over and since I it was all computer science. I also hadn't done my GEs. So that first year was basically just all electives. And that sent me back a year. That's which is why I ended up graduating my fifth year, which is also a thing I would say, like, don't be afraid of. If you need to take that fifth year, take that fifth year. Technically, I could have finished in four years, but for what reason? So I can be unemployed right. earlier? Like, you know, right. like, why? Why? So I can be more stressed out so I can like, you know, have less time to myself. No. So I spread everything out over the next four years. And I knew like, okay, if I don't take summer school, I'll have enough financial aid, which is another thing to investigate your financial aid and know what the numbers mean and be prepared in everything you do, especially once you're in college, because no one's there to hold your hand. And that honestly makes me mad, which is why I started getting involved more and more in student outreach organizations two first-generation students and low economic, um, low SES students, low social economic status students, because they were kind of just throwing them into the deep end. It was, here's your uh, semester or quarterly stipend, figure it out. And that's ridiculous. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. And that made me mad. So I decided to do something about it, which is my second piece of advice. If something bothers you, do something about it. You have no idea 
how easy it is for you to go ahead in life because you want to do the work nobody else does. No one wants to work. I don't want to work. No one wants to work. So whenever you decide to take the opportunity to work where other people don't, you'll have the opportunity to succeed. And people will look up to you for it. If you do the work no one else wants to do and you do it well, people will give you the responsibility to do the things you want to do. Because, oh, they were obviously able to handle things that no one else wants to do well. I'm pretty sure if you give them the responsibility that they want to do, then they will do that well. And it's sort of like a leadership site. That's one thing I learned too, like a leadership seminar I took where it was, if you do one thing well, people tend to assume you can do everything else well, which is a very (laughs) weird it's it is very, weird, but it's, it's true. Phenomenon, but it's true. Like if you're good at baking a cake, it's like, oh, maybe he can make muffins. Like what? It's a whole different thing, but they can assume you do it well. And if you have enough bravado, you'll tackle it on too, because why not? I made muffins. I mean, why not? I make cupcakes. I can make muffins, right? Yep. And, you know, that's sort of the type of attitude that's required too to be in the industry, because the, the level of initiative you need to have to get ahead in this career field is insane. Uh, as an example, you know, when I applied to be in, like, in, so my career in entertainment started my junior year of college. Basically, I was doing a student panel because one of the nonprofits that I worked with brought kids over and one of the chaperones was talking to me and they were letting me asking general inquiries, like, what are, what are you into? What do you like? And at the time, again, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to work in something that generated content. I knew that I wanted to work in something that was specifically targeting kids because I felt that 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 was the best way to reach like any young adult. If you want to form kids to have a positive experience in life, you need to reach them when they're young. That's just, that's the science, you know? First five, the first five years are crucial. So that's always been something I've always thought about and everything that I do is like, how can I make sure that the work that I'm doing is affecting like the youngest population, the most positive way. And so I sort of let them know that. And at the time I was also working at it. I was doing, taking a lot of classes on emerging technologies. So digital media platforms, the type of technologies teachers were using to teach online and, you know, bring the technology into the classroom and engage students beyond the classroom. And a lot of that stuff had to do with video games too. You know, we've talked about this too, where it's like, you know, video games foster learning and they foster development. So, so I was really interested in that. And I told them all that. And about a month later, they reached back out to me and they say, Hey, I have a friend who works at Machinima. They do like this video game, something. I remember you talked about video games. I was wondering if you'd be interested in applying. And I said, absolutely. I had, I knew Machinima and they had nothing to do with what I really wanted to do. Um, but what I did know is that they had been recently acquired by Warner Brothers, and I know that they were focusing on making um, content. And so that's something that I was interested in. And, you know, it's Warner Brothers. So it's like, yeah, I'll apply. I have no media experience. I have no content development experience. I have no video game experience. But I'm going to apply anyways because I know I can learn. It's an internship, first of all, which means that they're not expecting, you know, a five year plus employee or, you know, so I was like, I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll apply. But I just didn't just apply. So I applied, I tailored my resume. I read over the qualifications. I tailored my resume to that, you know, wrote my cover letter, made sure that I explained on the finer details of my resume. So anything, what I always like to say about cover letters is that you want to write 
you know, something that extrapolates on, you know, the finer details of your resume or something that wasn't included in your resume. You know, if you were some, if you worked one job for five years and you didn't move up, like why? Why was that? Oh, because I worked as a part-time job while I focused on my academic studies, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. You want to extrapolate, you want to point things out that might not be immediately obvious. And you have to assume that you can, these are things you're going to say or you want to say that you won't get a chance to in the interview because you won't get an interview. You know, basically your cover letter is the interview and you want to say things, keep it to a page length, obviously, but you know, you want to say things you, you won't get a chance to explain otherwise. And so I prepared, I, I was CC'd on the email, like, Hey, like he's applying, Oh, we're going to schedule the interview for this time. So, you know, the person was CC'd. So I looked up their names online. I learned as much as I could about them. And I learned as much as I could about the projects they had worked on before. And then I looked everything video game related as well as new like content that was coming out from video games, video games related TV and all this other stuff. And I compiled everything to notes and I just read through that and I studied like, like, like a monk, it was my religion. And when the interview actually happened, I, I was prepared. You know, they asked me like, oh, so what, what do you think about the current state of video games and video game auxiliary content? And I was like, this is what I think. They're like, oh, so what video games do you play? And I'm like, this is what I play. This is how I play. This is when I play. This is why I like playing it, you know? And they were asking me like, so what do you watch? What do you, what do you pay attention to? And I told them all the shows that I watch and why I watch them and why I think they're great. And these were really detailed answers, but at the same time, they were compressed, you know? So you wanna give as much detail as possible, but not repeat yourself. That's, that's the hard part. Being able to have a fluid stream of consciousness without overlapping points is something I'm still working on, but it's, it's a good start, you know? <laughs> um, and so I got that, I got, I got the job and, you know, it was my first internship I've ever had so there's some things now that looking back, I would like would have bettered, you know, because the where they had me was sort of I, I was working with the content development team, but where my desk was, was almost like a five minute walk to where the department was. And my desk was in the middle of a hallway. So at the time, I was like, oh, my God, like, I got to stay quiet. I can't bother anybody. I'll just be here at my desk and blah, blah, blah. And, but then after I realized, no, like what I should have done is I should have talked to everybody who walked past me. I should have said hello. I should have greeted them. I should have introduced myself. I should, whenever I wasn't working, because it's like, you know, they play video games and it's like a video game play. So I would play video games with, uh, by myself or like whenever somebody would walk in and they would, uh, they would, um, they would play something else. I would get shy a bit and I try to engage, but it was just hard, you know, and that's okay. Like, you know, that happens, that happens. But, you know, looking back, it's like, no, I would have done this, this and this, but I still networked. It was in my late, my latter half of the internship. That's when I was more engaging and I did more reach outs and stuff like that. But and that's when I realized I should have started in the beginning, but you know, it happens. But it was still good because I still managed to make a lot of contacts, make a lot of friends. And so then a year later, once I graduated um, and I came back to L.A., I realized I needed a plan of action. So before actually I left L.A. and I was at home, I quit my job as dishwasher because it was a long story. But basically the manager didn't want to let me. I had nothing else to do. Like I was done but he wanted me to stay until I clocked out. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. So I'm just gonna leave. 
And so I ended up quitting that job because again, I know my value and I knew like people would think like you're quitting a job with the dishwasher to be unemployed and then move back home with your parents. Like, are you sure you're successful? And you know, the answer to that is it's just where you are now isn't where you're always going to be. You're not always going to be a dishwasher. You're not always going to be the bottom barrel, you know, retail worker. You're not always going to be where you are. You think you are, but you're just not going to be always there. And so I realized I wanted to do more with my life. I mean, I always kind of knew that, but I, I now I needed a plan of action. You're like, okay, I'm formally unemployed now. So like, what am I going to do? And so what I did while I had my two months left at my apartment in in, in Irvine, I looked up everything that had to do with entertainment and I made contact with everybody who I'd normally reached out to um, for Machinima, who at that who then after, you know, the company went under, but that meant that everybody I made contacts with was not working in other places. So that was already opening up other places to contact. So one of them was Rooster Teeth, actually. One of them ended up working at Rooster Teeth. So I talked to them at Rooster Teeth, which is really cool. Like I went to like their LA headquarters while it was still around. So that was really cool. And yeah, like it's, you just talk to people, reach out to as many people as possible. You know, the worst that'll happen is just they won't reply. No one's going to take the time out of their day to like send you a meeting or like, why are you reaching out to me? You're a piece of shit. No one's going to do that. Right. You know, so um, just reach out to people and say hi and hope for the best, you know, be kind, be courteous. I always like to include like, oh, please reply at your own convenience. Cause it's like, yeah, it's their own convenience. You know, you give them the courtesy as much as possible and people who are nice will reply. That's what happened to me. I, I, to an extent it was luck that people reached back out to me, but it wouldn't have happened had I not been the first to initiate that contact. You know, so you want to reach out to people and the best if even if you don't have any friends in the industry and you weren't fortunate enough to have my type of experience where, you know, somebody reached out to me and let me know of an internship opportunity. One thing that I was told and that I now tell people is like, you know, that favorite TV show, that favorite video game, that favorite movie you watch, watch the credits and then look at like look at the look at the jobs you want to do and then look up those people online and then reach out to them that way be like hey i saw your credit on this tv show and i was wondering if we could like have a chat about like the type of work you do and because i'm interested in it and if you're interested that's fine people love to talk about their jobs when somebody cares uh but never 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 um never ask for a job during an information meeting like you have no idea how no. awkward it is don't do it you know at don't. all no um but yeah so i i once i realized that i wanted to go into entertainment i wanted to do kids entertainment so i i looked up i looked up nickelodeon you know i just looked up nickelodeon internships and then i found their company website which is another thing always apply to the websites from the companies directly never don't really apply through linkedin don't really apply through indeed or glassdoor they're great websites for like finding information about the company they're great websites for uh, finding people and stuff like that but in terms of applying don't do that to yourself apply to the company websites directly if they have the available you're available if they're available to and if they have a like contact us fill it out and send your information through that way and send them like, Hey, my name's so-and-so. I was wondering if I could chat with so-and-so or if I could chat with the hiring managers to see what type of candidates they look for. You know, that's the type of stuff you want to do. That's the type of stuff I did. 
and I just applied directly and I had a, I have a lot of experience and something too I always encourage especially college students who are like oh I didn't do anything and I'm like that's wrong like everybody does something everybody does something and you just have to find the right way to word it anything can be something you put on the resume if it's like oh I just I didn't all I've done is manage a discord server like that's a lot man like being oh that's that's community that's online community management that yeah. okay, you have a discord server of 500 people great you manage an online community of 500 people with like three other moderators and you ensure there's like a friendly and amicable atmosphere where everybody can engage and commune online like that's 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 your tagline right, right there you know if it's like, oh, I've done, I just did like a couple like YouTube videos. Oh, okay, so you produced online content and you video edited right. you Adobe Premiere. Like that's that's something. That's something. Mm-hmm. Again, when you're in high school and you're in college and you're applying to companies, they know you're not formally trained. What they want to see is that you're taking the initiative yourself to take it upon yourself to handle responsibility. Because no one wants to handle responsibility. So if you show yourself to be a competent individual who wants to take on additional responsibility for the betterment of yourself and your skills, that already makes you an outstanding candidate because you're taking on leadership. And I think people get really confused with the term leadership because people think leadership is like, oh, you're running a crew, you're running a management. No, leadership just means you have initiative to complete a task. And it means that you know when to fall back whenever you need to fall back. You know, it's like, you don't, sometimes what I like to do whenever I'm in a group setting that requires a team effort, I don't always like to be team captain, you know, but I know that somebody might want to be team captain. So what I do is I I start by initiating the tasks and doing something, setting up a plan. And then I bring it to the group and I'm like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What do you all think? And then they bring in their input. And then before you know it, somebody will be like, actually, you know what? I can actually handle this. So if you don't mind, I was wondering if I could be in, in the lead of it, if I could be the team captain, if I could take charge, if I could do this, this, and that. And that's what you want. Because then what that leaves you is now you don't have the mental space to like, oh, I don't have to be the boss anymore. They can be the boss. That's great. I can focus on what I know how to do. And you can also relay tasks with them. So you can become like the co-captain or you become like the second in command, which again, you don't always want to be the spearheader because there's, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. But when you're second in command or you're like, you know, the lieutenant, where you get the opportunity to do is you get to work on the skills and do the things you want to do. As a leader, sometimes you have to take on responsibilities and tasks no one else wants to do and you don't want to do either and you've already done before and it's boring, so you're not learning <laughs> anything. So it's whatever, you know, it's, like, it's a waste of time. But when somebody else wants to do it and it's like, oh, this is new to me, can I lead it? And like, yeah, for sure. It gives you the room to then explore things that you want to do. Like, okay, I didn't get a chance to do this one thing last time that I wanted to check out. I'm going to do that while the captain is doing their captain thing, you know? That's the best thing. And companies love seeing that. People love seeing that. Anybody likes a winner, you know? Anybody likes somebody who can, like, do it, (laughs) you know? It's just that's the way it goes. And so I did that my entire college career where it's I just kept jumping into things that I had no business in learning or doing. At some point, I was leading a discussion section, and there was multiple times where I was part of a program where we spoke in front of kids, and we were teaching them things, and my biggest audience was 1,500 kids, Like that's, and I spoke to that, you know, and 
why were you doing that? Like, why are you doing that? No reason, because I wanted to do it because I knew I could do it. You know, even now I'm at a point in my career now being a PA is that I'm like able to apply to co coordinator positions, script coordinator positions, development coordinator, you know, the whole shebang, right? And, you know, that's not, that's not so much as a brag as it is, you have to like understand that mentally. You know, you have to understand what it's like for you to say, I'm going to do something because I want it and because I can do it. And you're not always going to be the most qualified person to apply, but that's not the point. The point is to actually apply. When I applied to Nickelodeon, I had no media experience. I had not gone to an Ivy League for film or media studies. I had not been a part of a TV show. I had not worked in production. I had not film or edited anything that was like, like for the silver screen or TV. I've done a couple of YouTube videos, but what I knew I could do was that I could handle responsibility and learn from people who knew more than me. And I was not afraid to ask questions. And that's what they want. And once I became an intern, what I did was I would show up early, I would leave late and I would, it wasn't so much work. I mean, I would do the work, I would do it quickly because whenever there wasn't any quote unquote work, I would use that time then to talk to as many people as possible, which is still to this day, your biggest weapon if you know nobody. Because if you know nobody, if you reach out to one, if you reach out to 10 people and one of them replies, that's a net positive. It means you already know one more person than you didn't know before. And that's already a win, you know? So it's, it's all mentality, you know? Me personally, I don't, you know, I sometimes I talk about like my exact journey, but I realize that everybody's journey is going to be different. You know, um, not everybody has my capacity to dialogue and like engage and have the patience to deal with people because it requires a lot of finesse to understand the complexities behind a stupid decision. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it's like you just have to bite your tongue and like hold your breath and see how it turns out, even though you're not in charge. You know, you're at the bottom of the barrel, somebody made the call, you know it's a bad call, but you have your work cut out for you. And that's the real, that's the real job, you know? Because anybody, in my job, anybody can handle the good days. The good days are great, the good days are fantastic, but it's the bad days. It's the days where it's like, okay, you wake up at 7 a.m., you log on, you work. You don't have breakfast, you have a small lunch, and you work until like 3 a.m. And that's that's the hard days. Those are the hard days. But the good days are like, you know, you wake up at like 10.30, you drive to your favorite restaurant, you get a breakfast, you come back, you have a nice cup of coffee, you turn on your video games before you turn on your work computer, and you just relax and then you unwind and then you start work. You work for like two hours sending one email and then you just, you're fine, you know? And then you just go back to playing video games and then that's your work day. And you get paid eight hours and it's great. That's, anybody can do that, right? It's, it's the other days. It's the other days. It's the days where, you know, you get, you get an unexpected assignment or somebody made a mistake or you made a mistake and now you have to fix it, you know, which is another thing. Like handling mistakes is a very important thing. Honesty is the best policy. You fucked it, you fucked it. It happens, you know, but what matters is how quickly can you fix it and how quickly, like, okay, like, if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. If you can fix it before anybody catches it, you technically didn't make a mistake. But if it, gets, if it gets caught and it's like, oh, you know, this is an error. Oh, shit. Okay. How quickly can you fix it? How quickly can you explain 
what you did wrong, what avenues you've taken to try to remedy the situation. But if it's still like unfixable, present possible solutions or like ask for guidance. Cause that's something that's incredible too. Like if you're able to show up to your boss and be like, Hey, I accidentally messed this up. I tried doing this, this and this so far it hasn't worked. I was thinking about doing this or this next. What do you think? That makes their life so much easier because then they know like, Oh, okay. Just, yeah, you're right about this. Just do it this way. Oh, the way you had done it before you're actually supposed to try and do it this way. That's how you get it done. And that makes it so much easier because then they know you understand what you did wrong and how to fix it. You just don't know like the appropriate way to fix it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a huge part of where people go wrong and why they don't end up finding not like success because that's defined differently, but the ability to like keep having people hand them more things, if that makes sense, um, because they need too much guidance and they're afraid of consequences. So like two huge barriers and nobody likes to be embarrassed, but being accountable for your own actions is called being an adult and it, it's everybody needs to do it. Like it's not something that is specific to just you. So if it takes you an embarrassed moment to get over that, it's done and gone. And you do it and you actually come off way better than if you don't do it and you don't, like if you try and hide your mistake or you try and blame other people or make excuses. Accountability is something that a lot of people skip <laughs> and I'm not sure why. Um, yeah, and absolutely. the other, go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, you never want, never hide your mistake, you know, never. No, no, it's only gonna come back about you, yes, only. yes. Um, and then I think the other part of it is a lot of people freak out with, oh my god, I made a mistake, and then they immediately run to go find other people to help them fix it. Um, but like you're saying, if you do some research, like, okay how can I fix this? Come up with as much of the solution as you can. And if you still can't fix it yourself, then go get help. That is going to come off way stronger than if you're just like panicking and freaking out and begging your boss for to dig you out of the hole. Like they're not going to count on you for things anymore if you keep doing that over and over. So yes, you screwed up, but show them that you recognize that and then that you are willing to put in the work to try and fix it to your ability and then move forward from there yeah because you're, you're yeah. If, if you try hiding a mistake it's only going to cost everybody more money you know it's it's yeah it's not a good place to be i've you know i, I make mistakes too like today i made one and you know it happens and like it's yeah. you, you try not to repeat them but if you're new to a field, you're new to an entire experience, you're just gonna make mistakes. It's just how it goes. And if you're one of those miracle children who never makes mistakes in your life, then it's because you're not challenging yourself enough. Like honestly, that's the answer to it. Right. You know, you have to you have to be willing to take on the world and, you know, put on a smile doing it. Definitely. Uh you have to be willing to make the mistakes and to fail. Uh, a lot of people are terrified of that. And I think that holds them back so much. So just start getting comfortable with failure, even if that's like on a minimal scale in your like actual life, like 
go try things that you've never done before and see if you can figure it out by yourself and go share it with people that you know and try and teach it to them afterwards and get their feedback and like just start like doing random things that you would have to do in that scenario in a safe space mm-hmm. and you'll eventually i mean get yourself to the point where you're not as terrified of the failure anymore um or just take your approach and just hop on in anyways i mean you're gonna do it anyways and what's the worst consequence i've talked about this a couple times on the podcast with multiple people are you gonna die probably not unless there's a real bad scenario but please don't get yourself into that one um most of the times no you're not gonna die things are gonna you it'll feel uncomfortable in the moment but you're gonna move on afterwards and what do you gain out of it huge leaps and bounds huge like what you've always wanted it could be everything that you want and all you have to do is get past your fear is that really are you gonna let that hold you back like look at the amazing things you're doing because you didn't care because you said no to fear and you just did it anyways that's what makes you different and that's anybody can do that though that's not yeah. like a skill thing. That is literally all you have to do is just go do it. Yeah. I think somebody recently asked me too. They were like, well, you know, they, they were asking, how do you have like that? How do you cultivate that? It you know? And it's a good question to ask. I think it is There's something that, especially like, you know, with people who are like, um, you know, rather successful, I guess I could put it where it's like they're doing well, you know, sometimes you're curious, like, how do you do it? You know? And there is like there is only so much you can answer. Sometimes when I think about the answers I give to people, I'm afraid I'm being a little too generic. But then you also don't want to be incredibly specific to your situation because it's just, and the information or the advice becomes useless because it's like, oh yeah, go back home and then live with your parents in LA. Come on, like who can feasibly do that? You know, not many right. people. But what what can what can people do from where they are? You watch TV, you know, you can look up IMDb, you can look up people's credits. You can look up your favorite show, who worked on it, where are they now, you know, um, because people move up in the world. So it's like maybe a PA on a movie five years ago is now a production manager. So you can reach out to them and say, hey, I, I was looking up this movie online and I saw you were a PA on it then. Now you're pr- production manager on this show or this movie. I was just wondering how that path for you went. That simple, you know, yeah. don't add on, you know, a bunch of superfluous information like, oh, I'm. Blah, blah 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 you can add that when you talk to them you know when you have a chat but you you the way you set yourself apart is by showing up and by engaging with people you know that's and that's a hard part too because how do we engage with another human you know that's people have been figuring that out for centuries um yep. but i think that the easiest part is understanding like who you are and like what what do you have about yourself what do you like about yourself because the fact is no one really wants to hire a Debbie Downer no one really wants to hire somebody who doesn't believe in themselves because if you don't believe in yourself then how do I know you have faith in the project how do I know you have faith in your other co-workers how do I know you're not gonna not to do the work because I don't believe in it I don't like what I'm doing so I'm not gonna do it and all of a sudden your co-workers have one more thing to do on their plate and that's not fair to them either you know, so it's important for you to just have confidence in yourself. And that takes time, obviously. You know, self-esteem is a real thing. and People can suffer from low self-esteem. But you start with small, you know, like you were saying, you know, start with doing things you've never done. You know, cook yourself, you know, 
make some like learn how to make a really good deviled egg <laughs> you know something small <laughs> yeah it, what matters is that you're putting in the effort to show yourself that you can do it the mind can be easily tricked to do a bunch of things and it doesn't realize half the time that it's learning or that it's doing something it doesn't want to do so yep. putting yourself in a situation where you're learning something for the first time however terrifying it is because it will be terrifying will nothing amounts to the shadow of failure you know that's just facts you know when you fuck up you feel it in the pit of your stomach no matter how many motivational quotes you've done no matter how many <laughs> no. times you've done, when you fuck up you just like feel that ah <laughs> it doesn't you, go away it doesn't, yeah, go, it doesn't away. go away but that's not the point the point is recovery like how quickly can you mm. bounce back from it that's the important yep. you know yes and then building you, elasticity Yes, that's a perfect way to put it. You know, you have to build that elasticity to it. And, you know, sometimes, you know, everybody has a threshold and everybody gets tired too. I get tired sometimes and I just can't engage with the world. So you have to know what your, um, what, what your max capacity is for like, I can't, because I, I know when I'm reaching a point. I know when I'm like this, I'm, I'm getting there. And so I have days where I just play video games. I have days where, like today, where it's like I, have, I had a lot to do. I have a lot going on. So today I was like, you know what? Today I'm not going to cook. So for breakfast, I have McDonald's. And then for dinner, I'm going to have chicken. <laughs> so it's like, it's little victories. That's literally it. Yes. You know? yeah. got to give yourself a win. And, you know, this is more like side advice. That's like personal advice. Um, oh. Don't be afraid to spend money on yourself on something that will not make money again. You know, <laughs> like. Yeah. It's if it's if you have a controlled money pit, that's okay. You know, that's fine. <laughs> We're not built for generational wealth anyways. That's just a capitalist construct. <laughs> Burn it all down, you know. Um but definitely that. treat yourself to like I'm not saying, you know, go to Vegas and blow your entire savings account. I'm just saying every once in a while you have to like remember why you're working so hard. You know, mm-hmm. one of my favorite people, and it's actually something funny. I was talking to uh, uh, this kid. He just graduated high school and he was going into college. It was terrifying. He was like, can we chat for a bit? I'm like, sure. And my my favorite piece of advice that I got in college that I still tell people to this day is you want to sleep more than you study. You want to study more than you party. And you want to party every chance you get. Because, you know, it's true, man. Life's incredibly short. And a lot of the revelations that I've had in life about what I want to do, where I want to go, have been from talking to my friends, have been from Mm -hmm. just having a moment of, like, pure, like, this is for me. You know, like, being with my friends in 3 a.m. getting Taco Bell or, um, (laughs) you know, staying up with my family to um, to watch the Milky Way or you know, grilling steaks on a Saturday afternoon or getting utterly trashed on a party bus going to a club, you know, something like, you know, it's just (laughs) got to take life by the horns. And once you open up to life and all of its experiences, negative and positive and neutral in between, it's just amazing. It's breathtaking, but you have to be able to put yourself in the position where you might fuck it all up. You know, you have to do that. And you won't really know what you want until you've done enough things that you don't want to do. So say yes to everything first. Definitely. And then you'll be like, that was a horrible experience. I'm never doing (laughs) that again. But now you know. Now you know. Now you know. Obviously, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm saying it like, you know, if you don't like 
the things, safe things. You know, safe things. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. <laughs> like candy flip, you know, I'm not saying do that. I'm saying like, you know, if your boss at a job is offering you the opportunity to take on a bit more responsibility, even though you kind of don't want to do more responsibility, but you kind of feel like it'll be a good opportunity for you to flex some skills that you've worked on personally, but not want to showcase professionally, do it. That's what I'm saying. You know, if let's say you know how to use Excel, but you only use it at work to fill in spreadsheets, right? But your boss is telling you, hey, can you make a table that calculates formulas for us to be able to, um, you know, expand our budget? Maybe it's something you want to do. Maybe it's not going to be the most fun thing in the world, but it'll give you an idea of how to work formulas on Excel. Maybe you're, maybe um, one of your buddies is doing a presentation on something that you have an interest in, um, but it's more work than you want to do. However, it'll give you the opportunity to get Photoshop and work on it and learn Photoshop for free. Do it. If you never designed a T-shirt before, but your uh, your organization's having a T-shirt design project, then you know, just throw your hat in the ring because you yep. just want to take those types of opportunities, something where it's it's a little bit more work than you want, but it's still something good. I did five straight years of almost nonprofit volunteer <laughs> organizational work to get to where I'm at the point now where I can charge people for the work that I do, anything that I do. I can be like, this is a fee accompanied with it. And if they don't want to pay it, hey, that's cool. I don't have to do it for you. I don't have to do it for you. Right. Um, and that's where you want to be. You want to be at that point where you can say no and you're comfortable with that because you know the experiences you've built so far. You know you can do a flyer. You know you can edit a three-minute commercial. You know you can talk and network with people. You know you can do the job. Once you know that, that's your solid. And I think, like, because I've, I've kind of been doing the same thing, um, it's kind of how I ended up doing the podcast. It's how I like where my current career is going. Um, but like, don't, there is a happy medium. I think there is a happy medium of like a balance of, and I hit that point um, where I was like, Oh, Nope, too much. Got to stop saying yes to everything. Um, and you know that like that is yeah. your personal threshold, like you were talking about, but a lot of people, again, the imposter syndrome, if you want to label it that, or just like their self-doubt of, well, I, I can't really do all of those things in that job description. It doesn't matter. And like, I hate, okay, fake it till you make it isn't a great statement, but yeah. there's it's, no, there's no reason you can't learn exactly. all those things. Absolutely. I call it a delayed truth. You know, right. it's like, it's like you, you, maybe you can't do it all right now, but you know, once you take on the job, you'll learn that motherfucker quick. You know, you know, you'll right. learn how to do it. And then it'll be true. Then we'll be like, I can do it. And like, like when I first signed on to be a PA, they asked me, um, like, do you know, do you know how to use FileMaker? And I said, yes, I did not. I, <laughs> I did. I have heard of it, but I've never used it. So what happened was when I first got my computer set up that first day where it's like, oh, um, get, that, my first day on the job was just like getting familiar with the show. So I basically had to watch entire um, entire show from its pilot to where it is now, just to be caught up to date with what's going on, who the characters are, what the personalities are, blah 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 blah. Um, but also, when I was doing that, I also had like the FileMaker app open. I was like clicking on everything, seeing what it did, 
and seeing how the buttons work, how um, different instances react with each other, how different uh, how different um, formulas coincide with different options and actions. So, you know, I gave myself as much of a breath of, as it as it was, and then I made a list of questions where it's like, I don't know how to do these things. How would you do these things? And I would bring them to my coordinator and be like, hey, I had a couple of questions about this. And that show already showed a lot of engagement where it's like, oh, like yeah. you might be familiar with it, but everybody's still gonna have questions. And that's the biggest thing right. that you you know, um, you're not always gonna know everything. You're just not. Like we recently had a we have a new manager now, um, instead of the one who hired me, so we have a new manager. And he reached out I reached out to him just to chat um about like, you know, his path and what he's doing and all that jazz. But then the majority of the conversation was him asking me questions about the show and like what how we do things, why we do things, who to talk to about what why do we talk to certain people about this and not other people, you know, things like that, where it's, you know, even he's still learning, like the learning never stops. Mm -hmm. Like it's like dishes, they pile up, you know? Um, <laughs> and so you got to give yourself the opportunity and the mental fortitude to understand you're just not smart enough right now, but like you will be. Yeah. And they don't need somebody that can do all of those things. They need somebody that will do all of those things. Perfect. Um, it's a really good so one. it's not yeah like don't discount yourself or hold it to that a lot of people there's so many talented people that are missing out on being amazing in roles that they would excel in because they think that they don't qualify because of all those things mm -hmm. and most of the people making those job listings don't even work at the company or have no idea what that role even does they just right. they're just following the guideline mm -hmm. um so it's resumes by like have somebody look over your resumes. Qualifiers yeah. are always best. If if you worked with students, don't say I worked with students. Say how many students you work with and what capacity. Yep. Don't they always have a number attached to the things that you're doing? And if the things you're doing don't have a number qualifier, you want to frame them as action verbs. Um, actually, I recently just updated my resume because, like I said, I'm in the position now where I want to start applying. Um, I'll just quickly read out like the new yeah, stuff. Yeah, sure that way you know, awesome. get an idea of what I'm saying so for like my current job as a production assistant this is how I have it like labeled as um on my job description I have package design handouts for board artists color stylists character designers and prop effects designers across three episodes at different design stages keeping track of continuity style and notes given Familiar and experienced with FileMaker Pro for all production needs, importing asset breakdowns, updating file metadata, and removing cut designs from the system. Familiar with production coordinator duties, final package shipments to our vendor studio, design asset approvals from network, design slash storyboard stage updates for production meetings, key sheet file prep for design shipments, check-in with production crew regarding design changes, revisions, or reuses, as well as instructing and fostering PA development. So it's all action oriented and all of it leads into something else. And in the beginning, while I say the overarching, like this is what I think I know, I then back it up with things that I know for sure are encompassing in that status. And that's what you wanna do in your resume. You wanna have it where I do this and why, or this is what I do and this is who it affects. Something else uh, you wanna include is any tangible accomplishments. So if you're part of a recruitment chair, at your organization or whatever, talk about the numbers of active members that went up. So while you were recruitment chair, we saw an increase in active membership by 30%. Like, okay, that's great. Or, oh, if you were a fundraising chair, like what, what did you get? Like, oh, I, 
as fundraising chair, I was able to get us so-and-so amount of money scholarship from this fund that we then used for this activity, which affected this many students. You know, that's, yep. that's how you want to stagger it. And that, that's, that will get you through the filters. Because the filters, the filters look for money, uh, well, not money, they look for numbers, and they look for the keywords that are in their job description to make sure they're in the resume. Yes, and you, if you can't get past that, you're not even gonna get to a real person, really. So um, it's worth the extra time to really tailor, especially if it's something that you really want. Like it's one you know you wanna go after, really dig in and do the research and make sure that you're going through and doing that and tailoring. Don't just keep sending your standard resume. Um, take the time. So quality over quantity. Um, one thing too on is like build your LinkedIn. You know, I yes. personally have my LinkedIn. It's basically my CV <clears throat> because my 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 actual resume will be tailored for every job I need. But you know, you don't want to have like five different resumes saved on your computer. You know, the best way to do it, I think, is having a LinkedIn because then that way you can have all of your jobs with as lengthy of a description if you have. Because sometimes you know, uh, all the descriptions for the job won't fit on the resume. You know, or all the relevant all the descriptions. Some of the descriptions aren't relevant to the position. You know, they're, they're things you did um, that you're proud of, but the description for that job won't really matter for what you're applying to. So you, you'll take it out for space, you know? But if you have LinkedIn, you can have everything listed on. And on your resume, you can have a link to your LinkedIn. So chance, and, and when uh, when your resume makes, makes it through the filter and it makes it through the hands of an actual person and they actually take the time to look, ever, look it over, if there's a link, they will click on it. They will click on it. They ha not that they have to, but it makes their job easier because if you're a person who shows, okay, you have a cover letter and a resume and you have an auxiliary link and that link has something that's curated, something like the reason also why I like a LinkedIn is because you can't automate a LinkedIn profile. You can't just have like, like Squarespace where it's like, you know, pretty and kind of like a little bit superfluous and can be content like minimalist, right? On LinkedIn, right. there's no fluff. LinkedIn is just, here are the it's words. Straight. Here are, here are yeah. the things that I've done that I think are important. And you can only do that by like literally taking the time to type it out. You know, that's the only way to get it done. You sit down, you type it out. And so I, whenever I, because even as a production assistant, um, we had a hiring in our intern. So I mean, I had to look over the resume. I had to click on the links. I went through everything. So for me, seeing somebody has a very like well done resume and has like a well done LinkedIn profile, that to me shows this person like is self motivated, is self initiative. They're the ones who are willing to do something. Like because sometimes there'll be things where, um, you know, you can get it done yourself. You know, you don't need to talk to your producer, your coordinator. You don't need to run it by anybody. Kind of just, I'll just do it. You know, and there are some people out there who will talk to the coordinator and then they'll have their coordinator talk to somebody else. And then it'll be like a complete email fest of, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then they get to done, which, which should be like a five minute thing becomes like a 30, 40 minute thing. That's boring, you know? So whenever I see a world on LinkedIn, a world on resume, it shows me that this person has like the initiative to be like, okay, and like the self-confidence and their decisions to be, okay, if I do this, this, it'll be done, you know? Definitely. Um, and I think that there's a lot of ways to weed yourself out of that group um, by just, well, content is great. Um, I think 
LinkedIn is a great place for sharing that content as well. Um, but then also, like you said, filling it out, um, making sure that you have a good presence there, but then also tying that into start networking and reaching out to those people that you're finding through the LinkedIn, because then they see all of your background already and you don't have to go into it. It's right there for them. Um, they can come check out your profile and then they might be like, wow, it's super great that you did blah, 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 blah. And then like you keep that conversation going because you already did the legwork and you don't have to tell everybody your spiel every single time. You just can get to know them instead, which is really what they'd rather have anyways. Um, it's, you want to make it a personal conversation. Uh, it's not, yes, it's good to like, I, I love innovation. sorry, informational interviews um, because you can get a lot of stuff, but I also like to just talk to people and hear what they like about their job and what they like to do on the side and how their experience has been kind of like we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. um, because it just gives me, I don't know, a little bit of insight to their world. I get some knowledge and I also get to, I don't know, meet somebody cool and talk to somebody cool. Hey, I'm sitting here since March with a six-year-old boy <laughs> haven't left my house he's the only one I talk to so getting to talk to other adults is pretty nice mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of other people probably are feeling that way at the moment yeah um, so like I don't know just curating all that ahead of time I think helps a lot with the networking aspect of it if yeah and I would reach just out. say you know um, around this time or whenever this episode uh, airs it'll be um, people are finally settling in you know, people are like, they're, people are just like, okay, well, this is it. You know, this is going to be my life for the yeah. next amount of time. This is it. And so I think people are, I know for myself too, I'm finally feeling comfortable, like taking on additional responsibilities since I know how my life has been affected by COVID is not, you know, whatever the worst part was, if, if it hasn't gotten here yet, or if we passed, who knows, right? Um, I know that, I know what I do, I know how I do it, and I know what it takes to get it done. And so I'm finally at a place where I can take on additional responsibility. I can start reaching out to people online and know that if they respond to me is because they are also bored and they also have time <laughs> to, have to like chat, you know? Yeah. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's, it's okay if right now you just don't want to engage, um, but don't let it mean that you're stopping everything like if no. you don't want to network that's okay but you should be working on something else if you're an artist you should be drawing until your hand hurts um like figuratively not literally okay carpet <laughs> uh, if you're if you're right or right if you're if you're do or do basically yeah you know um this is you this isn't a pause this isn't a timeout it's just a change in the game so it means you have to update how you play it for sure. And even if it's not like exactly where you want to be, go just just do something, learn something new. Because I know I've been asked before, like, what have you been working on lately? And you need an answer for that. And it's not yeah. sitting on your couch. So absolutely. Um, even if it's something productive, career, you know, yeah, having something to do, like, um, for me, I know that immediately what I knew, um, once COVID started, I was at home. I was like, I need something to do because I can't just sit home and play video games all day. Um, <laughs> so I, I, when I was back at home with my parents, I, I helped them start their garden. I helped them. I started to learn how to invest my own personal finances. I learned how to um, 
I, I started weightlifting and starting to work out. And now at this stage of COVID, now I'm, I'm, li- I'm with my girlfriend here at Berkeley. And so now it's like, okay, now it's like maintaining a household and, you know, uh, cooking and cleaning, getting better at like cooking at a, like past the culinary level, um, learning, learning a bunch of small things that like, well, it might not be the biggest deal in the world. It keeps you active. It keeps you mentally engaged. And, you know, yes. when people say, so what are you up to? You know, I'm still working on my career. I'm still working and I'm still networking. I'm taking on side projects in the career that I'm doing to like engage further. But also personally, I'm still investing, I'm still playing video games, I'm still lifting. And now, you know, now it's just smaller things in the day-to-day life that people start to notice like, yeah, that's a lot. I'm like, oh, wow, you're, you're learning how to cook as well as doing a bunch of other things. Like, yes, that's that means something now. It does. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, it just shows that you are a doer and a go-getter and that you're not um, going to wallow, that you are somebody that's going to take action because even though that might not be on a job right now, it can mm-hmm. still apply to a job. That's your personality and you're showing that in yeah. the way that you talk about those things and, and, and explaining and, or putting that on your LinkedIn. Hey, I started a garden today and, yeah. you know, just keep putting it out there and people are going to take notice eventually um, that you are, I've had this the experience myself and I was kind of blown away that like, I, I was just doing what I would normally do. Like I was just being myself by mm-hmm. trying to, you know, learn new things and um, push myself outside of my comfort zone and people will take notice and they yeah. will start offering you things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cause again, like there's, again no one wants to do anything so whenever you find somebody who is doing something and something that they like you're automatically interested because it's like how do you muster the strength to not wallow in your battle day um so it's it's definitely a lot like again i never want you know i don't something i don't want to make it sound easy but i also (laughs) want to make it sound hard which is almost impossible but There's a balance there somewhere. Though. Balance there somewhere, and I want to find it. But it's, it's you know, as kicking work, you know, it, it's going to kick your butt and it's going to hurt, and sometimes you really won't know what you're trying to do. But it really is like if you're doing a good job right now, if you know, and I'm not talking about you know minimum, was it, um, minimum pay, minimum effort type of shit. You know, if if you're somewhere <laughs> that's, that's like making you think that leave you know please give yourself yep. the opportunity to leave um i understand things are difficult right now and i'm not trying to say like well you should just quit your job i'm just saying <laughs> right. that you know all the extra time we do have if you find yourself with any extra time should be inching yourself to something better and even if it's like oh i only have like 10 minutes a day where i can advance myself professionally do 10 minutes is a lot you know five yep. minutes is a lot you know, and it, I, I think what people forget is that life is just a series of like communal interests, compound interests. You know, it's like if you do 10 minutes of work today and then 10 minutes of work tomorrow, that means you've done 20 minutes, not just 10 minutes. You know, it means right. that, like, oh, if you started your resume today, you only had 10 minutes to do it and you're only able to get your document, the outline, the margins and then your name and your LinkedIn profile or your LinkedIn or your what you're studying, that's already something. That's already something. 
that means the next day when you come into it, you can just title the work, like work experience. And then you can fill out your first work experience, just a draft, you know, and that's how you start. Like literally that's how you start. And it's like, what is it? It's like a law of physics, right? A body in motion stays in motion. Yeah. It's the same thing for everything else. You know, once you start something and you're able to get that first hurdle, because the first hurdle is always starting it. And once you start it, it's gets progressively manageable and i never want to say easier because it doesn't get any easier but it gets more manageable because it's sort of like um i don't know if you've ever like whipped cream before um it's yes like made homemade yeah homemade homemade. whipped cream yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's a slog it's an absolute slog you're there for like 10 15 minutes just going at it but we know once you have the whipped cream it's done you never have to do it again you know and it's the same thing with your resume and your LinkedIn. Like once you do it and like you put that front end effort of like, well, this is everything. It's like from then on out, it's like you want to do an update quick, 10 minutes, bam, done. Yep. For example, um, uh, one, one of my one of my coworkers got promoted and so her position is now open. And so obviously I'm going to try and apply for it. And so I already have my resume. I already have my cover letter because I upgrade it and I check it and I I, I try to say like, oh, you know what? Because in the beginning when I first started as a PA, it was like, oh, maintain asset database. That's like, okay, that's a good word, I guess. But now it's like, now I know what it is. Now I'm like familiar with like the terminology like I said earlier. Now it's like, oh, familiar and experienced with FileMaker Pro for all production and blah, blah, blah. Now I know exactly what I'm doing you know and i yes. know exactly how to word it and so when i look back on it it's like oh it's not that anymore it's this and then in the future once i get even more experience it'll be oh it's not that anymore it's this and you'll be able to update it and change and revise it and it'll give you some time to like mull it over you know yes and I, like there's it does seem daunting but there's so many resources out there to just like get you through that little bit of first stuff Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can really like start hashing out, start really digging into like, okay, who am I aiming at? What do I want? What position do I want? What are their key words? Like you were saying, or like, what skills do I need? If you don't have those skills, go get them. Like just get started doing something um, so that you can get over that first hurdle. And like, there's a lot of people out there that are willing to help you do that or have already created something to help you do that. So yeah, don't let that get in your way. I mean, people who like to do things like to find other people who do things because if there's anything I know about people is that they're flakes. And, <laughs> you know, once you find your crew of people who are like, oh, these are the doers, you don't want to leave them. You don't, you don't want to piss them off. You don't want to, you know, give them shit right. work because they know and you know that if you start like giving them the runaround, by no, I'm not going to do yep. it. You know, yep. so surround yourself with good people surround yourself with people who you aren't afraid of knowing that they're better than you like i've only ever surrounded myself with people who are better than me because they inspire me to be better and because people who are better than you want to help you be better you know want to help you learn want to help you want to teach you and want to oh you don't know this bro i got you say less you know people that's that's the type of people you should be aiming to surround yourself with and if you find yourself in a situation where it's like, you know, you don't have those people, you don't know how to reach out to them, you're shy, you're this, you're that, I want to let you know that you will always find more excuses. 
<laughs> you just yeah. do it. You will find more excuses. That's not the point. It's not a. It's, the point isn't whether or not there's reasons for you not to do something. The point is, do you want to do it? You know, because at the end of and the day, how bad do you want it? Exactly. It's just, do you want it? I've only gotten where I am because I know what I want and I want it, and I'm not gonna give up. I'm just, I'm tenacity embodied. You know, I'm not gonna give up. Yeah. And to that point, like, I am a very shy, socially awkward person. And here I am interviewing people on a podcast. Like, did I think I would be doing this three months ago? Mm. No, like way no. There's no way if you would have been like, hey, actually, you should start a podcast. I would have been like, (laughs) no, (laughs) I'm not doing that. But it worked. It works. It works. It works. It works. It works. Just do it. And yeah, you have like awkward moments, but so what? Like get used to laughing at yourself. It's fine. Everybody's human. Like laugh at yourself. It's totally okay to be weird. Like there's nothing wrong with like being socially awkward sometimes. And eventually like when you're around those kinds of people that are not like that are really good at being social, you pick up the cues and you learn how to do those things by being around those people. And you can't do that unless you're social and you're around those people. Like it's all part of the learning process. Absolutely. And I get that there's people out there who, you know, you just can't get over that. Like everybody tells you just do it. Everybody tells you be happy. Everybody tells you get out there. You can be incredibly like, I've heard this all before, you know, but the, Again, the point is that you're doing something you want to do. If yes, you don't, it's want not for to, other people. It's exactly, for you. For you. If you don't want, if you're like, yeah, but I don't want to work in animation, then don't. Don't work in right. animation. If you don't want to work <laughs> in video games, then don't. If you don't want to be X, Y, or Z, then don't. That's the first step to figuring out what you do want to do. Then, if you're Absolutely. like, I just want to be a, like a, I don't know, like a bad living himby, cool figure out the best way to do that you know <laughs> right that's right. the point the point is to you to figure out what you want to do and you only start figuring out what you want to do until you've done enough bullshit where it's like fuck all this noise i'm gonna be a hermit in the woods okay how do you figure out how to do that talk to hermits yep. in the woods talk to like figure out like okay like how do i build a log cabin you know how do i farm sustainable living am i just gonna eat sprouts my entire life i don't know like that's the type <laughs> of stuff you know it's all starts with asking questions about what is it that you want to do and i know that can be incredibly hard too like what do, like i don't know anything about myself but you do you know i, I think that people condition themselves to think that they're who they are. It's just a lesser than what they are. And that to me is absolutely insane. Um, you, Every human being, I believe, is endowed with some sort of divine purpose. And that is to find out what they want to do with this life they're given. And the only way to start doing that is by being a part of the world. And once you're engaging with it, you realize your role in it, you know, and that helps, you know, it's a first step. Yeah, but yep. it's, you just got to keep going. Yeah. And I think that like, so I'm somebody that started figuring that out way later in the game. And I think that there's a huge, like, um, I don't know, like a blocker to people who have been stuck in careers for a very, very long time and very, very unhappy in those careers that feel like, well, it's too late, but that's not true at all. 
Um, and I think that because you have all that experience, you're probably ahead of a lot of people because you know all the things that you don't want to do. So start listing those things out and then start listing what you do want to do and then figure out how you're going to make that happen. Because that's like, that's just the beginning of like your journey. Like you have to be aware of that. And if you've already been doing what you don't want to do for 30 years, there you go. You know what? You're ahead of the game. Yeah, like, um, don't it, let that stop you. Because for me, you know, I, I said I started with computer science and now I'm not doing anything related to computer science. I, I know people who are my coworkers. Um, one started as a literary agent in Chicago and now she works as a storyboard revisionist for a show. And she went from being a storyboard, she was a literary agent um, and she realized, you know what, this isn't kind of what I want to do. So she like figured out um, oh, she likes writing. She likes drawing. Storyboarding seems to be really cool. So she, like, you know, did research and places she could live for cheap and work in LA. And she moved out here and she started working like a bunch of like side, you know, being a background actress and um, being a chauffeur. And then she was a, um, um, she was one of those people that bring like famous people, like just random shit that they asked for. And she did that for a while and like blue M&Ms. Yeah, pretty much. And then she became a production assistant at the age of like 35. And like now she's a, a revisionist at the age of 42, you know? And so like, this is where she is now. And I asked her, like, is this what you wanted? And she was like, I don't know, but this is where I'm at. You know, like it's, yeah. and like, it's something, it's just another goal she set for it. Like she set a goal to be a literary agent. She became one. She liked it. She moved on. She became, she's yeah. the goal I mean, her storyboard revision is she's here now. She loves it. But now she's like, wow, she's just chilling. She's like, if I want to change it later, I know I can change my mind. And I had this, there is an executive on the, on the network side of things where he was on track to be a psychiatrist, became a psychiatrist, and then was watching TV one day and was like, hmm, a lot of the people who work these network shows don't have an understanding of like, not basic human cognition, but understand like how like human cognition can like better like a network slate and so he just started doing more research he had no contacts so when he moved out to LA he just threw a bunch of parties to get to know people and seeing eventually who was the right one and if that happened like he had he threw enough parties enough soirees where like he met somebody who worked for a tv show who liked him enough to talk to his producer and the producer liked him, made him a PA. And then he started talking to the network and the executives and became a development person. And then uh, being a development person, he became an executive development chair at the age of 36 too. So it's like, dude, like, it's crazy, it's weird, man, <laughs> whatever happens, happens. Like it really it does. And whether or not it will happen or won't happen is out of your control. But what you can do is give yourself a shot. You can prepare yourself. You know, that's the most you can do. And be earnest in your approach. Don't lie to people about what you want to do. You know, if you don't know what you want to do, say you don't know what you want to do, but that you like this, this, and that. And maybe somebody will be like, hey, that sounds exactly like what so-and-so does. Maybe you should talk to them. For sure. Give the stuff and stuff. you like, like, oh, I don't like anything, but I do like assembling clothes once i don't know something you know something like that where it's like i don't know what i want to do but i know right. that i'm good at like public speaking that's what i did to get my first job on campus you know i didn't know what i wanted to do but i knew i was good at public speaking because of previous experiences i knew that i was good at writing and i knew that i was good at creating like banners on social media websites 
Um, and so uh, one of them was like, oh, like, you know, I have a friend who's looking for somebody uh, to be a representative for the company at your campus. They want me to put you in touch with them. And I was like, And I talked to them. And it was Teach for America. I talked to them. We had a very long dialogue about like, what I do like, what I think about the current state of education, blah, blah. And they were like, well, you know what? Like, you seem cool. Like, you, would you like the job? And I was like, yeah, sure. I didn't know what I was doing, you know? And then I learn on the job and you figure it out, you know, everything's just, just yeah. more rules to figure out. But like, once you get it going, it's just, it's, the world really does open up to you. Yes. Uh, and all it really takes is that like doer attitude. Like that, that's really like. You gotta do shit, man. You gotta do it. You know, that's <laughs> really do it. Like it's, I, it, it really just circles back to that. And I think that's what people get scared because it's, they look at what they want to do. Like for me, for example, I, I, I do eventually want to be either a network president or an executive vice president of the sort, right? So it's like, you look at that and you're like, dude, how are you going to get there? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that like my next step right now is being a production coordinator. I know that much. So it's like, I'm going to yep. do that and then we'll figure it out from there. Yep. And it's like, I'll, I'll come accumulation accumulation there we go i've had so many meetings today i'm just i can't even talk anymore yeah accumulation of like little steps with a goal in mind but flexibility and you just keep moving forward and if you have to fall three steps back just get back up again and keep and it's like that process will get you through life and you will find some sort of success because it's scientifically proven it's like a trial and error with you as that driving force that never stops it's not gonna like i don't see how that fails i just don't because right. failure doesn't exist if you're continually moving failure is not moving at all mm -hmm. and so failure can't exist if you just keep going like that so i want everybody to like go back we we talked a long time this is going to be another long episode. So I apologize to everybody that expects the short ones, but this is great. So go back, listen to this again, take notes because he gave so many tips. Like here's this step. Okay. So do this step next and do all of these things. And when you put all these things together, like you can make your own plan of action. That doesn't mean you're going to be a production assistant at Nickelodeon, but you're going to be successful in your own life, doing what you want to do in a job that you enjoy going to every day and yes you are gonna have hard days don't i'm not trying to like upsell this you are gonna have hard days still but it will be worth it because you will have that golden ticket of feeling like you finally are doing something that you enjoy like what that yeah. be passion or the dream because <laughs> one thing too is that when you realize like the hard days are hard you can't whatever yeah it's the good day like once the good day happens and you see like your plan your yes. plan you set for yourself is coming together. There is literally no better feeling. There is no better feeling than knowing that the, what the universe has in store for you and what you want are perfectly coalesced. That's it. That's it. You win. You win that day. You know, you win that day and you just get to go home or you get to go wherever you're going. And you just get to relax and you just get to take a deep breath knowing you know, it's like the whole Thanos thing. You, you gotta like take a deep breath and like 
look over a great universe. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> it's true. Like, again, like it's a lot. Like, I never want to undersell just how much hard work it truly is. Because yep. again, if you know, if you know, if you link out my LinkedIn to this episode, so people can take a look. Because on my LinkedIn, yes. I have, I have everything spanning. I think my, um, I have it all the way back to 2015 is my earliest experience on LinkedIn, you know? So I have it from LinkedIn all the way until now. And you'll read it and you're like, that's a lot. And there's still even more that's not on there that like, it's just personal life that happens. Cause there's still that dimension of like, you know, there's right. real life that happens in between you know, all this professional garbage and real life that happens. Yes. There's academic life is professional life. There is parasocial relationships. And then there's your just, dealing with the muck that happens in your everyday existence and you know it's a lot but when you have it all laid out and you can work towards something that you want to end up in you know whether it's like I want to plan like a date for me and my girlfriend where we do blah 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 and it's like you go on it fucking success you know or it's like I'm gonna play this video game and I want this thing I'm going to work towards that thing. You know, it's just picking one thing to work towards. And it just makes it just a tiny bit easier because it'll help you focus. And even if right now you just don't know how to focus, maybe listening to this podcast is the most work you can do in a week. Better than most people know. Yep. Uh, because you've taken one step and that's it. Like that'll lead to another and that'll lead to another and another. Like just keep moving forward. It doesn't have to be leaps and bounds. If you can only take one step at a time, that's fine. You're still going to get somewhere. So, um, awesome. Okay. Well, I'll wrap it up. Cause I, <laughs> that was a pretty long episode. I don't know where we're at. I keep forgetting to like watch clock. Um, cause I get so caught up in the conversation, but, um, I think that everybody can take something from this, no matter where you're at in your journey. Um, so thank you so much for putting all that out for everyone and for paving the way because like I just your attitude is so awesome I just love it um that <laughs> you and even as a like a, a high school kid and a college student you had that and that's not a lot of th like I don't see a lot of people that have that that's that's a a rare thing um to just know that you have to work hard for life and that you just go out and do it you just do it just start doing it. Um, it doesn't matter what age you are. Just go do it. Um, I, my husband yells at me all the time. The Shia LaBeouf thing. He just the arms and the just yeah, do no, it. He I, yells at me. <laughs> I, I will confidently say when I first saw that video, I understood him completely. Like I was like, oh my god, like yeah, dude, like yeah, like this is like yes. he, he, he might have done it as a meme. He didn't. He for sure he's insane. He's not a person you should be looking for. <laughs> But like, there is something, there is a lot of wisdom and just, you, your brain will stop you. And I don't know why it does that. Um, I it's, mean, a, I do, it's a survival instinct. Right? Exactly. But it is, you know, you just, you got to fight it. And again, you're going to lose some battles. There are, there are days where I, I can't get out of bed. You know, there are days, yep. you know, um, but where like the world just decides to like take a hot one on your face. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. It just does, but again, that's not the days you're fighting for. You're fighting right. for the days where you, know, you get that paycheck and you get McDonald's and chicken wings and play video games with your friends. That's what you're in for, you know? 
exactly. Um, and that no, nobody's life is pure, perfect, pure gold every single day of their entire life. There is some negative aspect somewhere in there. I don't care if they're millionaires, they have some negative aspect to their life. Yeah. It's not, let's not sugarcoat it. So go out there and work for the good days and the good times and the things that you really want to fight for. Um, and it will be worth it in the end. So awesome. This is a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I really appreciate it. Sorry, it was a lot. No, no, it is totally fine. Um, I, I just rather have the conversation flow and why cut you off when there's so much gold to be had with that? That's ridiculous. So thank you everybody that listens. Um, they can always hit the pause button if they only have 10 minutes a day, right? Right. There you go. It's out there for you. Um, So we will um, link to everything in the show notes so you can get a hold of uh, Zamir and kind of check in and see you got to check you got to see his linkedin because it's ridiculous it's there's just so much there there's so much um I but free, i do free resume and cover letter uh, revisions and i'm harsh but because i want you to be successful that's awesome thank you for uh, letting everybody know that so definitely go check them out and uh criticism is a great thing to have um it's not a personal thing and it will help you on your journey so go out there and um, start getting things done, even if it's one step at a time. Um, I think there's so many things we could learn from this episode, but for sure, just go go start doing, even if it's for five minutes a day, and you will get to the point where it comes 10 and 15 minutes, and then you're maybe quitting your day job and you're going for it. Um, it, it will happen. <laughs> so, all right. We will wrap up the podcast for this time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure to uh, follow us and comment and share with your friends so that we can spread this message and this uh, awesome amount of information to as many people as possible. And we will catch you guys next time on Shatter and Rice. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.